What's up everyone? Today we're talking about the science of stretching and what you must know about flexibility training. We're, we're really gonna go deep on this one. People seem to conceptualize their muscles like Play-Doh, as though flexibility is making the muscles longer or as though your stretching is making the muscles longer. It's not. What's up everybody? My name is Yanni Bullmeister. To my left is none other than Phil White and across the table is Rad Richie's behind the mixer. Together we are Unity Gym and the Unify Movement System. If you want to know how we make driven people into athletes, download our blueprints. They're free and they're wicked. How is everyone? Good. I'm wicked. 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 I haven't used yeah. that word for a while. Yeah, well, it's appropriate because uh, Rad is getting wicked messages in his coffee, apparently. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, poltergeist over here, mate. Uh, mate I, had a, I had a very clear letter A in my coffee um, crammer this morning. It was, it even had the angles and everything. It wasn't like an abstract A. It was it an was A. A specific A, a for ass man. And yeah, here we are to talk yeah. about science. All right. <laughs> now. Uh, Rad didn't want to give too much away yesterday, but this week we're going deep into flexibility training. We had a couple of really good questions from uh, our tribe members. Vinnie Brown asked us last week how you deload stretching, and uh, it sort of got us thinking. We we haven't done a good week on flexibility principles and and flexibility science for a while, and we thought we'd have a real crack at this and go deep into it because we're working on a super exciting project this week. Uh, I don't know whether I'm allowed to give it away, but I'm going to give it away anyway. We're um, doing a version two of the Mobility Masterclass at the moment, and and Rad and Richie are uh, busy in, at the moment filming all of the workouts. We like we want to level up days of filming today. We want to level up that program for all of our tribe because a lot of our UMS online coaching tribe have been um, getting incredible results from that program. And the truth is, we designed that program like four or five years ago now. Well, the truth, people are getting great results. We all got great results from that program. Everybody did. But I don't do it anymore. And I don't do it anymore because I know better ways to do things. Uh, that's, well, we're constantly leveling up and learning. Right. That's what happens. You know, that's what we, you should be doing. That's right. And uh, and I wrote that program five years ago now. And back then... God, I, it's been five years since we wrote the Mobility Masterclass. I cannot believe... It's may, maybe long. it hasn't been five years since we wrote it. Maybe it, maybe it's been about... Because it was one of the first programs that we... Like, we launched the 18-minute stretching routine and then very quickly afterwards we launched the Mobility Masterclass. Actually, maybe it's... When been about, we say we launched... We launched them in our gym. We didn't launch no, them No, 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 launched them online. I'm talking about online. I'm talking about we launched online. We launched the 18-minute stretching November routine. November 2018 was that's when right. we launched the 18-minute yep. yep, right. routine. That's, that's right. two years ago. Yeah, brother. that's right. So the Mobility Masterclass <laughs> was written two years, was, was launched two years ago, but it's based on the stuff that we learned five years yeah, ago. Yeah, right. And since then, I've learned so much more. Um, I've worked with some really good coaches, and yeah, I do things differently, so that's why we're doing a version two of it for those... Uh, who want to level up and for everyone in our ums online coaching program of course it's going to be part of the program for you guys you'll get access to it straight away yeah there's nothing like a good argument or disagreement on the show first thing in the morning dave clark welcome remember guys before we get started on this topic if you are catching the live on the ums movement mastermind uh, Facebook group, let us know who you are, where you're tuning in from. We love to know who we're talking to. Um, and if you've got any questions, get them in. I know Phil's just gagging to answer a couple of questions that he didn't get to yesterday, which we'll try to do today. Uh, but 
Without further ado, let's dive into it. Um, we're going to be covering a lot about flexibility this week. Today, our, our goal, just to, to set the rules so that we stay on topic, we're going to be talking about the brain and nervous system's um, role in gaining flexibility, which is a really, really, really important concept for people to understand. We're going to be talking about why true flexibility cannot be achieved in the absence of strength. We flipped the quote that's on our wall around and uh, quite frankly, this was Phil's idea and it's true. And, it, and I think we may need to re redo our quote. Uh, how to develop end range strength and why it's important is the final topic of discussion today. It's a big show. Uh, but it's really important that you guys understand that flexibility is not elasticity of your muscles. It's your brain and central nervous systems delaying inhibit in inhi inhibitors in the body that prevent you from harm. So let's let's dive into that. Yeah, and can you hear people who are watching? What like flexibility goals are you working on at the moment? Are you aiming for splits? Are you about upper body? Are you joining a back bridge? Like, keen to hear what a you guys are working on, and because then we can make it a bit, you know. For the first person who gets here and tells us what they're working on, we can try and make it really, you know, uh, in line with what you're working on. So, yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So, let's get in uh, to the first point and talk about the role of the brain and the nervous system in gaining flexibility. So, for a very long time, I was under the false belief that when you stretch, you're making your muscle fibers longer and you're making them more elastic. And I think a lot of people are still under that belief because when we say this stuff, people really look at you like oh my god I've never heard that before and it wasn't until very recently that I did hear this um, the muscles are elastic already they're, they're very very elastic and they, they do warm up and cool down you know and that's really just to do with blood um, circulation isn't so just it, to Phil, challenge you on that one actually the, the, the part of the muscle unit that's the most elastic is actually the tendon yep. so the tendon is great for energy storage and release where it, it really uses the there's actually the type one of the types of fibers in the um, in the tendon itself is called elastin for a really good reason because uh, it's very springy and yeah elastic whereas with muscles it's it's much more about the um basically you have like lots of little um feet on the muscle fibers that kind of crawl one way and then they relax and they crawl back the other way mm -hmm. and so the elastic component to that really comes from the tendon itself mm -hmm. rather than the muscle yeah right yeah yeah so but basically what happens when you when you get to the end of your range um meaning you know if you lean down to touch your toes and when you start to feel it in your hamstrings and you can't go any further because it feels really tight uh down the back of your legs and the back of your knees um that's not that your muscles it's most likely not that your muscles aren't flexible enough to go further what's happening is that there's a uh, a reaction from the brain and from the central nervous system where the, the brain gets a signal that we're going closer to the end of the range and it sends a signal back um, through the nervous system saying tighten up the muscles to protect ourselves. And what happens is that the process of stretching is delaying uh, that process. So meaning that let's say you go to touch your toes and your hands get to your knees and that process kicks in through good stretching couple of months later, the process will kick in when your hands get to the middle of your shins. And then a few months after that, the process will kick in when your hands get down to your feet. So in a real nutshell, that's what's going on when you stretch. And the problem that a lot of people have when they're stretching, this is certainly what I experienced, is that you can't rush the process. You can only allow it to unfold. And if you, um, if you go to the point of pain where if you actually do some small tears in the muscles, some, some you know, very low grade tears, 
And what you do is you reinforce the brain's fear around going to that range and it, it actually stifles that process and it kicks in the inhibitors even earlier. So a lot of people say, how do I know if I've gone to pain? The easiest way to tell is if in the next stretching session or a week later when you're trying to stretch, you feel like you can't go as far as you could before. Um, stretching should produce small but tangible improvements, um, you know, over short periods of time. Yeah, and just to go back to with the muscle being quite elastic, the stretch, the stretch, yeah, the stretch shortening cycle is kind of the the active component to that elastic like um, structure of of the muscle itself. So basically, what that means is when uh, something gets stretched beyond a, a certain limit, in the the brain puts on the on the muscles, it will be like, well, okay, that's far enough, and then it will actively kind of go back the other direction. And so that's where the active component of the elasticity of the muscle yeah. really comes from. And that's a really key thing to understand when we look at how we want to develop um, flexibility is overcoming that brain sort of, um, yes, stop, like forced to stop on our range. Yeah, so quickly, I want to just um, talk about a, a, a little example that we give when we do our live workshops here at Unity Gym to prove this uh, concept. Dave Clark saying here wanting to do side splits and dynamic flexibility for Taekwondo. So Dave, you're going to be able to really visualize what I'm talking about here being into uh, martial arts. When you stand uh, when you stand tall and you raise one leg, whether you have a friend do it or whether you have the strength to do it yourself, raise one leg out to the side so that that one leg is kind of mimicking what, you're, uh, what you'd be doing in the, in the side splits if both legs were doing it at the same time. You've, you most likely being into Taekwondo, you will be able to do that quite effortlessly. You'll be able to raise one leg up to the side, uh, whether you lean it against a wall or something or have someone hold it or put it on a chair, you can get that leg to 90 degrees. There's nothing joining the two legs together. There's no muscle or ten, uh, like um, muscle body that joins one quadricep or one adductor to the other adductor. They both join into the pelvis, into the SI joint. Uh, so theoretically- to the pelvis, yeah. Pubis. Pubis, pubis. Not the the Theoretically, you should, if, if there was no brain attached to this equation, you should be able to, everybody should be able to do, anyone who can lift one leg up to 90 degrees to the side should be able to do the splits, right? Why can't you do the splits? Mm. Because your brain prevents it from happening. And that's a really nice example of uh, you know, um, dis a really nice example to display how strongly it's important that you guys understand the role of the brain and the central nervous system in gaining flexibility. So for someone like Dave, who's wanting to be able to kick higher and uh, do the side splits and dynamic flexibility, this is where end range strength and the, the concept of why true flexibility cannot be achieved in the absence of strength is 100% what you need to focus on. You need to focus on developing confidence in, the, in those ranges, but also developing strength in those ranges. And the way we do it at Unity Gym and in our uh, mobility masterclass programs and things like that, and, and the way the seniors do it here, we don't start out with end range strength. We start out developing flexibility and then slowly as we progress through different phases of our training, we start to focus, once the, the, once the, the guys are unlocking more range, we start to focus on developing that end range strength to take them to a whole nother level. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's not just end range strength though, it's also um, active flexibility. So 
um, developing strength through the range of the muscles. So keeping the muscles doing loaded um, stretching, you know, where the, um, you know, a classic example would be a um, single leg good morning, um, you know, where you're going down even without any weight on your back. Um, you're loading the hamstring eccentrically as you go down. Um, and we do that with uh, all different positions like the active middle splits is another one where you, you know, that's not so much end range strength, like you're not contracting the opposing muscle groups, but you're you're putting the muscles that you're trying to create flexibility in under load, um, which is also another a really important part of it as well. And that's what we use at the earlier stage. We use loaded, um, loaded stretching. Loaded stretching, yeah. yeah. Which has been one of the biggest breakthroughs for me, for all of us, to for be all honest. all of us, yeah, absolutely. Um, when I started to learn about loaded stretching and, and started doing it and the, and the changes that I saw uh, were massive. Yeah, massive, and that was that was the first big level up to go from the eighteen minute stretching routine towards uh, the mobility masterclass was was that you know incorporation of loaded stretching, yeah. which was just so different than anything I'd ever done before, like using weights to stretch, you know. I th and I think it's important that yeah. and and I'm going to beat the progressive overload drum here. Um, I think it's important the that we emphasize the journey that we took because it definitely plays a role in how flexible you get. You know, you have to build confidence and comfort in stretches and in mobilization and in the concepts that we're going to be talking about this week. And there needs to be a progressive nature, like all training. And one of the things that we're going to be talking about later in the week, which feels gagging to talk about, is that I'm flexibility. I'm doing a lot of gagging today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's excited. Okay. <laughs> Phil's excited to talk about it. Is, uh, is that, st that stretching and flexibility training is load to the body, load to the muscles, just like strength training, just like resistance training. And... Uh, th we're going to talk about that more when we talk about the concept of d a deload co uh, period for stretching, which is really what um, what nudged us into this direction for the series this week. Thanks, Vinny Brown. He's on the stream live. Um, see, what we, we listen, brother. We listen. We, we watch what you guys are talking about and asking. And the uh, questions that we feel uh, provide value to everybody, we're going to do series on them, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this concept of doing the 18-minute routine, which we did for quite a while, and then and, and we probably, in all fairness, did it for too long. We probably should have done it for maybe Definitely. a few months, three, three or six months, and then progressed onto the loaded stretching routine that we created and then the mobility masterclass. The problem, the, you guys are so lucky. Like... Everyone that has access to our programs, you get, uh, we test it and often test it for too long and figure, and we wait till we plateau and it stops delivering a result. And then we have to go back to the drawing board and figure things out. You guys get just exactly the right dosage of everything. Cause we rec make recommendations, you know? So you, you like, it's funny, uh, a, a post went up from one of our tribe members, Lockie, uh, who's 44. He was on the show last week, right? He was on the podcast last week. Uh, he's our ultimate athlete from, uh, this year or last year. And which is an award that people get in the gym. Yeah. It's an award where the, 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 the most strength, the most balance in strength, flexibility and fitness gets our ultimate athlete. And, uh, he's the, the picture went up of him doing the front splits. He's doing a better front splits than me now. And this is something that we have to accept as the coaches here. Like the, the path that we lay out to our tribe is better than the path we've Tr uh, trodden ourselves you know and so they're getting faster results than we get which is painful sometimes I you know can't, i can't <laughs> share an image in the chat it's totally painful 
No, it doesn't let you. Doesn't it doesn't let you share an image in the chat. Mm. You can't do it. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll yeah. put a link in. Um, yeah. Have a look at this. Anyone that's on the live show, uh, click that. We just need to get. We need to get Richie to just bring him up. Like yeah. boom. Oh, actually, I can. Yeah, I can share. It. I'll send it to Richard, and he'll bring it up on the stream. He'll bring it up on the stream. It's super impressive, mate. Forty-four yeah. years old, and you got to understand. Oh, he could that barely this touch guy, his toes when yeah, he started. Yeah, this guy came to he us compromised. He wasn't. Barely. Wasn't just that he couldn't touch his toes. He had like back problems and all sorts of stuff, and he had this mad injury identity of being this compromised human. Check your email, Richie, and now he's when, just, when you can throw that picture up. Now he's just a there. beast. Yeah, Lockie, I've just I've just emailed it to you. Uh, it's got no subject. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's amazing, and it is. Um, yeah, it's amazing what what can be achieved when you start to learn these principles. And um, you know, this this is why we're doing version two of the mobility masterclass now, because to see how much people enjoyed getting version two of the eighteen minute stretching routine, uh, it, it it is important. You know, we've leveled up, we've learned more, we do things differently. So why aren't we sharing that stuff with our tribe? So know? so just quickly, um, because we did promise to, to to reveal the real science behind stretching. So I'd mm -hmm. like to get the only person who's really got um, uh, a claim to being able to talk about it <laughs> next to me. Patiently waiting over here. To talk patiently <laughs> waiting. Let's talk about the true science of of stretching and uh, and and see. Rich, what other tabs have you got open there? Let's have a look. Zen Planner. Yeah. So for those who are on the podcast, yeah, <laughs> Richie, we're, we're still figuring out the uh, technology. So uh, there's, this, there's a live stream of um, Richie's computer going on. And nothing too sus. So that's yeah. good. Nothing sus. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'd like to go back to what um, Rad mentioned at the beginning in the introduction about um, people's sort of like conceptual understanding of what's happening when people are stretching and i think that you know it's kind of the brain often likes to go to the simplest sort of understanding of of how things work and basically like if i stretch this thing it will become longer you know we've learned that from playing with play-doh as a kid and you you pull on one end and it just gets longer and longer and longer um and that's kind of the the simple way that people sort of jump to is like a is what's happening at a, a much obviously slower um rate in um in flexibility training. And the problem with that model is, for one, it's not right, but it also kind of gives people the impression that the only way to overcome the sh like sh shortness that they think is in their muscles is to stretch harder and to stretch for longer. And that is definitely <laughs> not, going, the not the answer, yeah. and it's going to lead to um, a body that's going to be pretty beat up. Because, and I yeah. can testify to that. Yeah. yeah, which is exactly what we were talking about the, um, yesterday with how you know Rad's journey through stretching and 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 now all of our stretching journey has really changed over time to be much more about like facilitating the body into these positions in a way that you know it might seem like we say a lot of the same stuff. Check all that the out, time, guys. But looking on the stream, yeah. have a look at Lockie, forty-four yeah. years old. Couldn't touch his toes really when he started here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super impressive. Um, yeah, full front splits for those who are on the podcast. Mm. Um, yeah, and so basically, you know, we've Rad's understanding is, and and all of our understanding is is it's translated into now a model that is all about treating s flexibility just as we do with the um, strength principles of, of progressive overload and basically getting your body used to the positions we want to be in because it's about your brain letting your your body get into that position because the brain is is all about survivability and protecting your body and so um we any sort of big changes and and threatening sort of positions to be in is going to be inhibited so we like the the body the brain is a real sort of and the body slowly adapts to what we stimulate it to do so yeah yeah awesome. basically like 
by using these overload principles of, of giving adequate you know, intensity and rest um, in between um, our stretches, it basically teaches the body like, hey, I want to be able to do this, but I'm not going to push it. Just yeah. going <laughs> to yeah. give it time, give it rest, and then you're going to do it again and come back, yep. give it a rest and again and again. And just like that, your body starts to realize like, oh, okay, maybe this is something that I do need and therefore I'll allow that movement to go further. I'll allow those muscle fibers to, to lengthen past that usual rate. And it also then starts to stimulate the passive structures, which are going to be like your joint capsules, the ligaments in your back, all the sort of things to very slowly over time allow for a longer um, length. Yeah. So it very, I mean, much like anything, it is very, the, the speed and rate that you will become flexible is very dictated by your past, your, your, your history, how long you've sort of neglected flexibility training for. That's why people who were maybe into gymnastics or a sport, martial arts when they were children and had developed a decent level of flexibility already, um, when they come back to it as an adult, they develop it much quicker, you know, because I guess there's some sort of element of their body remembering that, yes, I've done this before, it's okay. Whereas someone who's never worked on flexibility before and has been you know, has given themselves the identity of a very inflexible person and told themselves that over and over and over again, that I'm tight, I'm inflexible, I'm compromised, I'm vulnerable. When they come into the gym, they're often... And if, and if I did what those people were doing, I'd break and... You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it, that, that, like words are powerful, guys. This is, I could do a whole show on, on the psychology around how, how you speak to yourself and how you talk about your body. And then we have, haven't we? Probably. We probably have, yeah. <laughs> words are very powerful, you know, but we, we get these people in often, you know, and, and then they're the ones that get very frustrated when they don't get the same results as someone else, but they're constantly in this perpetual cycle of talking themselves down about how incapable they, that, they are. Yeah, and that usually comes from a place of the very human nature way of approaching a problem is like try it really hard for a little while and then if it do and probably go too hard because you kind of it takes like yeah. a certain threshold of motivation to actually make a change in your life so often it's like oh i know i should do this okay i'll throw everything at it go really hard yep you know i'll yep. stretch really hard and then injury and then I relate that, to that then that starts that cycle again but now with a like now you've actually had an experience of like this is this is actually bad for me so it's just not for me like I can't do this yeah you know, I, yeah. You know my body doesn't work this way other people's does but yeah. really like you know. my my thing that I really feel like we should reinforce on today because we're talking so much about how and the the key the key take home message today is how big the brain's role is in flexibility how big how much of a role the central nervous system plays then psychology is going to play a big role too, you know? And one of the things that I see happen with people in Unity Gym is that they come in and they, they do a few months of the program and they really realize, holy, holy crap, this is a pretty uh, amazing method that these guys are following. And they embrace it and they start to believe it. Mm -hmm. And you see the change in someone's psychology. They start, they see, because it's intoxicating to see other people around you doing the things that you wanna do. And that starts to play out this um, sort of self-perpetuating um, um, journey where you're inspired by the people around you and you start to talk differently about yourself and what your capabilities might be. And, and especially when they're people just like you who are kind of, you know, similar yeah. place in life, maybe working, well, even, you know, and especially when it's someone older than you or you know someone who you would make a judgment of like oh they're probably pretty unfit or something and then they yeah. flat something you know like, yeah, yeah that's exactly right yeah. and so what i really want people to start thinking belief. about from today's show is that 
you know, yeah, you, when you're on, when you're training on your own and maybe, or maybe training in a gym where the culture is not really supportive of flexibility training, it's a, it, it might be a bodybuilding gym or, you know, just a, a 24 hour gym model or something like that where you don't. 99% of gyms. That's that right. Yeah. yeah. Then you have to, you have, you're, you, you're the only one that's, a, you're accountable to yourself and you have to start changing the way that you approach your flexibility training. You know, a big part of that is patience, you yeah. know, and I think like accountability and, and also just by, by like this is why you know we moved from doing the youtube um live streams which we you know we like the we loved the youtube audience that we had and like that was a real you know part of like what was growing the unity gym online presence but we moved it to this movement mastermind group because we wanted more interaction within the community members themselves because we know that 99 percent of the gyms out there are not like what we we do here yeah and so this is a great like place for you to put up your videos share your experiences with it and that helps build everyone's identity of you know you know yeah progress performance and progress and exactly brings right. accountability and in, so exactly yep. right and if we just come back because we haven't covered a couple of these points back to the science of stretching so we've we've spoken about the role of the brain um, so we want to really go into now the the role of strength and end range strength in flexibility because um, the mo most people understand that to some degree that you do need to stretch. You need to bring your legs apart and hold that position for a certain amount of time if you want to be able to do the splits. But what the, a lot of certain amount of time we are going to reveal on Thursday's show when oh, we talk about you, dosage. Oh, so. there you go. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> what a lot of people don't understand is that if you talk about the middle splits, um, most people understand, and even if you don't know what, what these muscles are, that you need to become more flexible in the adductors, which are the muscles that are in your groin and that run from your groin down to the knee on the inside of your thigh. But what a lot of people don't understand is that it's also about creating strength in the adductors and it's about creating strength in the glutes when you're at that end of your range, which is the opposing muscle groups. They're the abductors, the, 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 the muscles that pull the legs apart. Um, and a lot of people don't understand that. And that is a real revelation for people when you understand that sometimes it's not that you're not flexible enough in your adductors that's stopping you from being able to do the middle splits. Quite often it's that you're not strong enough in your glutes. And a, an easy way to tell that is, this is just an example with the splits, if you lay down on your back with your legs up in the air and pull your legs apart, if your legs can't go 70% of the way that they would go if they're pulled apart by somebody else or by an external force, it's not a lack of flexibility in your adductors, it's a lack of strength in the glutes. Glute medius. Glute medius, yeah. So that's a that's just one example, and and, and the, but then the same thing goes for the hip flexors and quads when it comes to the every, front. Every like, joint, yeah, every joint. There's an inverse relationship between the opposing muscles, and you have to make sure that you're developing strength at the same rate that you're developing flexibility. Yeah, yeah. So I think a really important thing to understand about uh, basically flexibility and, and <coughs> certain movements is that it's going to be about how the muscles can allow <coughs> a certain movement. So the the ability of the muscles to relax into that position, but it also does come down to um, joint shape and also passive structures within the, the joint as well. So it's just important to understand that like, you know, we're very much focusing on, on muscles here, but it's really important to appreciate that, um, yeah, your, the, the shape and the size of your joint will definitely impact it as well. So with, with some people pushing into front and middle splits, that can be quite aggravating if you have a very deep socket um, and a relatively sort of longer, you know, head of the, the femur because you can start to get passive structure limitations. And that's where it just becomes even more important if you do have passive structure limitations that you're 
active structures are strong as well. So if you are only going into a completely passive stretch, then you end up running into the, um, you know, you basically get a lot more glide in the joint. We've talked a lot about um, sort of glide in joint as being a unwanted response of a um, muscle, like a global muscle pulling you in a certain direction. So mm -hmm. when you, um, so if you're going into middle splits, for example, <clears throat> then that's going to cause, you know, the ball just won't perfectly rotate if the active structures are off. They'll it'll get a glide and a rotation. So that's why it's really important to understand that, like, if we can build in these active approaches to stretching. So, um, you know, our end range strength stuff and um, <clears throat> and you know just general like mobility through range. So all of the uh, Cossack squats, all of that is developing basically the rotator cuff of your hip, so your external rotators and your internal rotators of your hip, um, plus the um, you know glute medius and the glute max, and also the co-contraction of your quads and your hamstrings, all to basically help maintain that nice like limit glide and allow for free movement through that ball and socket joint. So it's so key to understand that there are these passive structure limitations if you don't that yeah. can be quite aggravating and cause injury if you yeah. don't. Now I want to um, reinforce, sorry to cut you off because I know we're running out of time and this is an important um, uh, story to share. Uh, I want to reinforce the need for strength and flexibility development at an equal rate because there are people out there who have genetic uh, yeah. setups and configurations that will allow flexibility much easier and much quicker than than the, the yeah. layman or I'll average person. I'll just quickly go into that, and that's with Ehlers-Danlos syndrome or EDS, um, which is a hypermobility spectrum disorder. So people can be a little bit that or a lot that. Yep. You can do um, a few tests on the internet to find out if you've kind of got. Um, that it's a bar B, oh, it's not the B, some B test. Anyway, uh, but basically it's about um, like the actual passive structures and their ability to lengthen. So your ligaments and, um, but it also has all sorts of horrible, like unfortunate situations. Like you get really thin skin, you get poor blood vessels. So it's not a good thing necessarily. Yep. And it means that you have to do so much extra work to um, basically control your joints through that extended range. And it might seem a bit contradictory that it's the passive structures here that are allowing these people to be flexible because we've talked so much about the brain, but um, as allowing muscles to lengthen, but remember it is this interplay between muscles being able to lengthen and also passive joint structures allowing movement. Yeah, so, so we've got, Rad and I have a cousin through marriage, not through birth, it's a step cousin of ours who uh, for the large majority of her adult life was a contortionist for the circus. And um, she had incredible, incredible flexibility. But what she didn't know when she was developing her skills as a contortionist was that she was one of those people who had this genetic predisposition to hypermobility, which was why she became such a successful contortionist. But over her career, and the last discussion I had with her about this was that she was in an absolute mess now in her, how old's Jasmine now? She'd be late thirties, mid thirties. Yeah. She's had to retire from the circus and, uh, and she has, she's riddled with issues now, injuries in her back and in her spine because she developed such an in, in insane amount of flexibility and didn't realize that, uh, you know, la she was largely able to push herself beyond the point that was na natural and healthy and she hadn't developed enough strength in the process. And uh, as a result, she's, she's really in a bit of a bad state now, you know, so 
the, and, the, and the, for me, that story reinforces the need for this, this concept of balance, for the notion of balance and strength and flexibility. Because you, you are going to come across, and you may have a friend like this who is just like, they just can do the splits and they can just do crazy flexibility and, and you're trying and trying and trying and you can't and they can do it with, with, with very little um, uh, practice. And, you know, that doesn't mean that, that per it's okay for that person to just do yoga or, or just do lots of stretching. And, and, and the problem is that we tend to do what we're good at. So people that are flexible tend to stretch lots, you know, and they don't strengthen lots. Yeah, and that starts to become like, you know, they feel confident while stretching and that plays into that sort of brain side of things as well. So it's a- Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. Uh, just the the test I was talking about is called your, the Baton score, which is B-E-I-G-H-T-O-N score, which is, uh, I know it's valid in children. I'm not sure if it is valid in adults. So, um, but definitely it's a test where you basically go through a bunch of different movements and it can give you an, an impression of whether or not you are on the hypermobility um, side of the yeah, spectrum. The so spectrum. just to, uh, for those who want to do a little at-home test, but don't freak out if you are <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah it can just give you a bit of an impression like how much you're sort of working on you know uh active versus passive structures brad and looks like he's got a joke to share or something well i thought lee was referring to my middle splits test so i called it the rad middle split test oh there you go <laughs> okay guys just quickly to frame up uh we're going to be going deeper onto how to stretch if you're injured tomorrow which is a really really important topic to talk about uh, as I said on Thursday, we're going to be talking about how much should you stretch. We're going to be talking about key dosages, depending on your um, uh, your levels of experience and things like that. And then on Friday, we're going to bring this in for a landing with how to deload from stretching. So it's a big week. It's we're going to go deep into this topic. And uh, if you if you tune in all week, if you watch these, if your if your goal is to get flexible, this is going to be a huge. Um, uh, series for you. You'll get a lot out of this, guys. It's a bigger week for me because I have to go out and film a whole brand new program now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't Who's sleep got a violin? Anyway. Who's got a violin? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, let's, uh, let's bring it in for a landing. Good show. Good chat. Thanks for all of the uh, people on the live stream. Remember, Everyone who's watching the replay on YouTube, um, big shout out for those who are listening on the podcast. The podcast is growing um, every week. Make sure you do get yourself over to Facebook and uh, join our UMS Movement Mastermind. It's a private group. You have to apply and agree to abide by the code of conduct and you'll be in and you can check these out live. We do stream them live where, and uh, you can interact with us and all of that fun stuff. See you tomorrow. Bye. See you everyone health is about performance not just body image you better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there we'll start focusing on movement goals strength goals flexibility goals when you nail that skill it's there forever the body image goal doesn't get you that it's far. the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there it's not the intensity there's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.